Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutruwita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast. So, Chibsy panelled the show today, Hobart. And I tell you what, didn't do a bad job. Just so, a couple of for those mistakes. of you that aren't radio experts, panelling is basically beep, boop, beep, 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 beep pressing dong. all the buttons. Doot, doot. Yeah, he's been he's he's dabbled here and there, but today he did a whole hour. I did it all by myself. By himself. Well, Rhea so was proud. Sort of, <laughs> Rhea was sitting there watching me do it. So. But I didn't have to touch anything. No, you no, did it. You're no. good. Yeah, awesome. I'm really excited by that. Um, by learning new skills. It's good to learn new skills, And I'll skills, tell you what, it? we had a massive show. We spoke with Josh Woolley, who is a member of the Legislative Council for Elwick, mm-hmm. about his planned move to the House of Assembly. Why he did that is coming up. Yes, so he's planning on moving from the Legislative Council in Elwick to the seat House of, of Assembly Clark. in the seat of Clark. Mm. He reckons he can help get... A Labor government in. Sure. Uh, Tubular Bells for Two joined us ahead of their show at the Theatre Royal this Saturday night. This sounds very fun and chaotic, Tubes. Plus, Fiona Horn, music legend, talked to us about Oz Music T-shirt day and you won't believe what happens in Tassie trivia. It's coming up next. Here's what you missed. It's Triple M Breakfast. Today was one of those days that I struggled to get out of bed. Yeah. The alarm went off. I hit... I haven't done this for a while. I hit snooze. You've, you've gone, I've gone reverted, has the I've activator I've that reverted. you've put in place. I've reverted. I'm, I'm back to being a bit of a snoozer. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I don't mind it. I don't mind being a snoozer. But I feel like I feel like it's the end of the year. I feel like I'm getting to the end of the year. Do you feel that way, Hobart? Send us a text, 0488881073. I think my body feels that way. Because I've been getting... Slowly, a couple minutes later, a couple minutes later, over the last few weeks, Jeez, I feel like my body's sort of catching up with me. I mean, when does a couple of minutes turn into, you know, quarter of an hour? Like, what? <laughs> I'm doing something today that I've never done before. Hobart, I'm pushing the buttons. He's doing all the beep, beep, the beep, bops, the beep, bops, and all that sort of stuff. We've got loads on the show today, though, Rhea. We've got Josh Willey coming in to explain why he's taking a step from the Legislative Council, with, which is the upper house, yes. to the lower house, lower the house, house, of house of Assembly. Yeah, I'm really interested to know why he's doing that, mm-hmm. what his area of influence will be in comparison to being upstairs versus downstairs. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the, the reasons behind that because Cassie O'Connor's done the opposite. That's yes. her plan, right? Yeah, so I'm wondering what is motivating him and he is also the shadow minister for education in the state. He's also the shadow transport minister. He is. He's and got sport. A- so we might ask him some stuff about the stadium too. Plenty Chips. going on in the show today. If you want to get in touch, you know you can. 0488881073. Tessa Randello joins us live in the studio from the Triple N newsroom. What's making news, Tessa? So thousands of tourists have just docked in Hobart. It's not usually weird, but this cruise ship has kind of gone through a bit of a journey. Um, (laughs) They were turned away from New Zealand once they got into New Zealand waters because they had a dirty hull, which turns out is a biosecurity issue. Um, So they had to spend a week at sea 
um, and then return to Hobart. An unexpected week? An unexpected week at sea that they didn't get to see New Zealand, which was interesting. uh, We touched on this yesterday when, I can't remember who it was, sent us a picture, and I think it might have been Josh in Sandy Bay, sent us a picture in of the ship coming into the Derwent, and Rhea knew that it was... uh, it was the ship that had been turned away because of this dirty hole. Now, I mm. get it. It was Scott. It was Scott in Sandy Bay. Um, I, I knew, I know that it is important for biosecurity security reasons for New Zealand. Similarly to Tasmania, mm-hmm. we have very strict biosecurity rules here in Tasmania for that boat to not go in there with a dirty hole. Yeah. So the reason that they couldn't get their hull cleaned, though, is because of whether it wasn't quite safe for divers, correct? Yes. Sure. Couldn't they yeah. just wait a day? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, but surely obviously, not. Obviously, I, I don't think this decision was made lightly. I, I no, know, no. I know that there are some people on the cruise ship that are a bit bummed about it, but I said yesterday, it's an upgrade. It I think getting good. to come to Tasmania is an upgrade. However, for those people from Hobart that flew to Sydney <laughs> to get on a cruise ship to go to New Zealand to come home, you've got two options would here. You, you, would, can, you can be pissed about it, you can be upset and angry true. about it, or you can embrace it and go, how cool is it that I'm coming into my own town, meet up with a few mates for coffee, have a cup of coffee, and then get back on the cruise ship and go back to Sydney. Yeah. Or, just, or just go home. Would, <laughs> that, that's what I was going to ask. Would you just swing by your place? No, I feel because like I you're, would. On, you're on holiday, and like, if you've have you ever been on a cruise? No, I've never been on a so cruise. So when Erin and I went to Europe, it was cheaper for us to catch a transatlantic cruise from Rome mm-hmm. to Miami than it was for us to fly wow. from Rome to wow. Miami. So 15 days it was. We got to go through the Caribbean or Caribbean. I don't know which way to say it, but we went to all these different places. We had seven days at sea. Mm-hmm. I get extremely sick. Like, I get seasick in the bath, so I was nervous about that in itself. <laughs> and, and, like, honestly, it was brilliant. Free food, all-inclusive. The only thing you had to pay for was your alcohol. It was great. Yeah. There However, were... there was expectations that I went to these places like St. Kitts and Nevis and in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And so if they'd have said, no, we can't get in there, I'd have been a little bit bummed about it. But would you have been bummed if you got 50% of your fare back? And that's the other thing. If they'd have given me 50% of my fare back, I'd have been living the dream. Yeah. I feel like it's not that bad. I, f- I think if I, you're on a yeah. holiday, you've got to make the most of it. If it, you're going to be holidaying just in a bad mood, what's the point? 100%. Let's get to some gold. gold. Some good news, Tessa. Some good news. Bonnarong Wildlife Sanctuary has raised a total of $700,000 for their new Animal Hospital, if you will remember, back at the start of the month, they launched Project Recap, aiming for $2 million. So they've actually raised $350,000 and then Elsie Cameron Foundation is matching every dollar that they raise. So that's bringing them up to $700,000. And Bonarong says that is enough money to get them through the first stage of construction. Amazing. That is amazing. And legitimately, we had Greg Irons from Bonarong mm-hmm. on the show talking about this. And even he said, this is bold, Tubes. This is crazy for yeah. us. But it is amazing that $350,000 has been donated and, of course, the Elsie Cameron Foundation, who are matching every single dollar up to a million bucks, is unbelievable. And it means for our animals that are injured on our roads or via any other means, they can get some care and attention that they need. Fantastic stuff. Love it. Absolutely love it. And it's a testament to Bonarong. Everyone knows how great they are and I think it's a charity that people want to donate to. Yeah. It's open until Friday as well. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom. It's Triple M Breakfast.
I tell you what, what's happening this weekend at the Theatre Royal? Tubular Bells for two are back, and one of the artists is Daniel Holdsworth, and he joins us live. Good morning, Daniel. How are you all? It's great to have you here with us. Tell us about Tubular Bells for those who don't know. Tubular Bells was an album that came out in 1973 by a guy called Mike Oldfield, and it was the soundtrack to the film The Exorcist. And it was mostly instrumental. When he first performed it live, he had an orchestra of about 20 or 30 people, and we're going to attempt to play this music with just two guys, 20 instruments on stage. What the hell could go wrong? <laughs> what? So two dudes playing all the music from The Exorcist. How are you going to do it, Daniel? Well, you're going to have to come and find out, you see. Um, lots of balancing. We're like, it's like kind of really interestingly choreographed, right? Like you might pay, play a few notes on a piano, then you reach over and grab a guitar, you strum a few chords, press a few buttons with your pedal, grab, grab a mallet with one hand, hit the bells, hit some drums, run across the other side of the stage to play the next thing. It's, um, it's that kind of... Um, I think there's a real tension to it, you know, that keeps it going. And um, we were lucky enough... So this show has actually been going for 15 years and this is our last ever performance in Australia at the Theatre Royal. And we took this show to the Edinburgh Fringe. It won five awards over there. It got five-star reviews everywhere. People just loved it. And so we're so excited to finally be bringing it down to Tassie to the beautiful Theatre Royal. And your last show, Daniel, this must be almost a celebration for you guys. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've been so lucky to take this show all around the world um, for nearly 15 years now and um, this year is the 50th anniversary since the release of the original album so we thought what better way to say goodbye to the show and to celebrate this classic piece of music um, and you know I think there's something in this for everybody you know the music has so many different moods and emotions and genres there's like some really rocky gritty stuff there's some gentle beautiful folky stuff there's some really bizarre grunting and guttural screams like it's it's so strange and also people probably who know the album will remember there's this famous section where this bloke announces this procession of instruments and they play this main theme over and over again where he'll say like grand piano reed and pipe organ glockenspiel bass guitar and (laughs) through and through and through and then you just run around and play them all uh, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. And um, I, even if you've never heard this record before, you know, people love just coming to see this really unique performance on stage. It just like really drags you in. This is unbelievable. So, Daniel, there's there's two of you juggling over yeah. 20 instruments. Do you just really like chaos or do you just not like working with other people? <laughs> it's, um, I think we're just gluttons for punishment, really, you know. <laughs> To be honest with you, the show kind of started as just a bit of fun. We never thought that we'd end up touring it all over the world. We just thought it'd be a bit of fun to do one night at a local pub for our mates. And that was back in 2009. And it just took off. People just loved it. And as soon as we got over to the Edinburgh Fringe, I think, first of all, the music is amazing. I just want to make this clear. We're not taking the piss out of this. We're trying to 
serve the music the best we possibly can. But the situation that we're in is just ridiculous. So the music almost serves as like the soundtrack to this weird task that we've got at hand. I suppose there's almost like an element of circus to it. I'm not, not, not saying that we're just flying off the rafters or anything, but, you know, there's that kind of precision and tension that it could all just come crashing down around us at any moment. Well, Tubular Bells for Two happens this Saturday night at the Theatre Royal. You can still get your tickets at theatreroyal.com.au. And in fact, we have a double pass to give away right now. Daniel Holdsworth from Tubular Bells for Two. Thanks so much for joining us on Triple. Thanks, guys. Lovely to chat. We've got double passes to head along to Tubular Bells for two, and Leslie in Claremont has given us a call. Good morning, Leslie. Morning. Oh, look, Leslie, guess what? You've got a double pass to head along to Tubular Bells for two on Saturday night at the Theatre Royal. How does that sound? That's great. That's great. Have you heard of this music before? I've heard of it, and I've heard of The Exorcist. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do I've you? Just got a, sorry. Sorry. Just got a twelve-year-old. I reckon will really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. there's two dudes playing over twenty instruments from all the music from The Exorcist, and a, you know, according to Daniel from <laughs> Tubular Bells for Two, it is ludicrous. It's almost acrobatic. I'm sure it's going to be very entertaining for your twelve-year-old. What's your twelve-year-old that you're going to take? Who's who is it? Hey. Who's the 12-year-old you're going to take? Kay. Kay. Her name's Kay, yep. We thought you said, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like chaos, Leslie? You like watching chaos happen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, she she certainly does. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is their last ever performance of Tubular Bells for Two. It's an award-winning show. You can still get tickets at theatreroyal.com.au. But, Leslie from Claremont, you're heading along with Kay. Fantastic. Thank you very much. That is sensational stuff. It's Triple M the next state election may not be scheduled until 2025 but the Labor Party has started to make moves ahead of what they will be- they believe will be an early election the shadow minister for transport Josh Willey is set to make a move from the upper house the legislative council to the lower house and he has announced that he will contest for the seat of Clark which is Hobart's area in the upcoming election, he joins us live in the studio. Good morning, Josh Willie. Good morning, Tubes. Good morning, Rhea. Good Thanks morning. for having me on. For starters, why? Why are you moving from the upper house to the lower house, Josh? Well, look, my constituents are dealing with a cost of living crisis, and that's something I'm um, having to deal with in my, ish- in my office on a regular basis is helping people. Um, they're not getting the health care they deserve. They're struggling to put a roof over their head and keep a roof over their head. And it's quite clear to me that we need a change of government, a government with different priorities. And so I'm going to do what I can to help make that happen. It's no secret that in the last election, um, we didn't do as well in the northern suburbs as we would have liked. And I'm going to take that challenge on. I've been an incumbent in the upper house for seven and a half years. I've worked really hard in the community. I've got to know a lot of people. I think people understand that I'm an advocate for them in their time of need, and I hope that stands us in good stead at the next election. So Clark will increase from five seats to seven seats. It's going to be hotly contested. There's been some ins and outs in that electorate during the most recent sitting of Parliament, the most recent parliamentarians. I think Vicar Bailey's new in there, Simon Barakas, because of retirements and changes. Why, how do you think it's shaping up for Clark in particular? Well, there's no sure thing in politics, Tubes, so I'm not taking this for granted. Um, there is a lot of risk involved in this move, um, but I am 
um, very serious about helping Labor form government under Rebecca White and um, redirecting the priorities of the Tasmanian government to help my constituents. We know that politics is very volatile. Clark has been volatile. We've had um, scandals like Elise Archer um, and the Premier facing off against each other in recent times. I like to think that people think I'm a um, pretty rational sort of person. I work hard and I'm there for the people. Do you have a gut feeling about Elise Archer? Do you think she'll run in Clark as an independent, perhaps? I'm not 100% sure on that, no. Okay. Hard to say. Uh, when do you think we will be going to the election? Well, I think most people in the community, and I hear this a lot, and mm. you do too, I'm sure. Um, we're seeing the parliament, um, it's fallen into a dysfunctional state. The government's lost control at times. And all governments have use-by dates. It doesn't matter whether they're Liberal or Labor. They run out of the people that help get them into government. They run out of ideas. They run out of excuses. And time catches up with them. And I think Tasmanians are seeing that happen with this government. So it could happen any time. The Parliamentary Committee meeting yesterday revealed what seems to be a fair amount of uncertainty about public transport and what that looks like for the Macquarie Point development. What do, you, do you think we'll see enough public transport into the Macquarie Point Stadium? There were some interesting things that came up. I don't mm. know um, whether you think a thousand people will ride their bicycles to the Macquarie Point Stadium, but that's part of the, the plan. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. I don't know how many people are going to be riding their bikes to, to events, really. And then there's only 20 to 30 parking spaces, right? Yeah, and it's sort of in this arterial um, section of Hobart where there's sort of one-way roads in and out. Um, it could be chaos if it's not planned well. And it sounds like there's a lot of planning to do still. Um, there's a lot of work to be done, which I find interesting because you've got the Premier um, leaving the door open to a second proposal for the Macquarie Point Stadium, but he's saying that they need to do more work. It, it appears that that proposal has had more work done on it. Uh, it's got key stakeholders that are around that site supporting it. It's got some concept designs. It's it's far ahead of where the government's at. That is, of course, Mac Point 2.0 that mm. is more in the regatta grounds section of that area that we're talking about. What's your response to the Liberal Party saying that you undermined the future of a stadium in their press release last night? Look, I sit on the Public Accounts Committee, which is a very important committee that looks at where the money goes. We follow the money. Mm -hmm. And I take my role in Parliament very serious. Um, this is a very emotionally charged debate, and I get it. We've been fighting for a team for a long time. I'm a footy fan. I'd love to see a Tasmanian team. But we need to make sure that the numbers stack up as well. And I don't have the luxury of just saying, I would love to have an AFL team at whatever cost, because I'm a decision maker and it has to be in the best interests of Tasmanians, all Tasmanians, whether they're football fans or not. Do you so think asking questions in a public accounts committee and being accused of that, I think, is um, a little bit childish. Mm. Um, I take my role as a parliamentarian very serious, as do other members of the Parliamentary Accounts Committee and members of Parliament, and we have to ask questions of government. That's what we do. We provide scrutiny. Do you think the public is divided on this? Do you think the public wants to see a stadium, or do you think the public is anti-stadium? Look, I think the public is divided on this too. There are people who are very passionate about the stadium, and I'm sure the people that are very passionate about the stadium want the numbers to stack up too. I think the last thing that they would want is this to become a basket case, as it was described yesterday, and being a drain on the public purse and many Tasmanians resenting it. Um, the AFL agreement has a number of risks in it, 
And one of those is that after 12 years, if it's not going well, the AFL can pack the whole thing up. So we need to make sure that whatever happens, um, that this is sustainable. Josh, do you think they'll do that? Do you think after 12 years they'll pull the pin? Because if they were going to pull the pin on any team, they would have pulled the pin on the Gold Coast. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. But why put it in the agreement if they weren't... 100% 100% sure It'll be interesting to see whether that agreement was in the Gold Coast deal as well. Josh Willie, moving from the upper house to the lower house, as you said, is a risk. All the very best. It's a bold move from you. You've got a relatively safe seat in the Legislative Council for Elwick. But thanks so much for coming in and fronting up and answering the questions from the public. We appreciate your time on Triple M. No, thanks for having me on. It's Triple M Finance Matters with Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth for financial insights, tips and advice. Matt Hawkins, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you live. Good morning, Hawkey. Uh, good morning, How are you going? Oh, look, mate, we've got Christmas coming up. Now, many Christmas spending results in a financial hangover in the new year. What can people do right now to ensure they kick off 2024 on the right track. Yeah, look, if you like a lot of people, Tubes, people are starting on the Black Friday sales last weekend, spending money they probably don't have coming into the December period. And it's important that you don't let debt become the Grinch that robs the fun from this holiday season. So, so today I want to talk about the five things you should think about coming into Christmas to make sure that you don't overindulge and leave yourself in a poor financial position post-2023. The first one, set some holiday spending limits. Make sure you understand how much you can spend and who you're going to spend that money on and be realistic about your budget so making sure that you don't overindulge as i said leaving yourself in a high debt position whilst interest rates are high this is a really interesting one tubes giving the gift of time rather than presents people love spending time with you and your family don't have to spend money all the time you can just live the life with the friends and family around you hawkey i think the uh thing that you've said is who am i going to buy presents what you're suggesting there perhaps is that i leave the mother-in-law off the christmas list (laughs) (laughs) well that's an well that's an easy one tubes there's no doubt about it but i mean with the holiday season coming up tubes people generally have some time off work and it's important to use this holiday time to set 2024 off with a bit of a bang. So next week we're going to go through superannuation budget insurance and making sure your financial plan of 2024 kicks off. So for those people out there who have a superannuation annual statement, you might have just received it, make sure you have it in front of you next week. We're going to digest it, pull it apart and then talk about what you can do during the holiday season to kickstart 2024. Well, Hawkey, it's always a weird time of year, I reckon, because people use this as something like a launch pad to kick off their new New Year, New Year's resolutions, but it's a great time to think about finance. Where can people go for more information? Yeah, look, if you're getting to end 2023 with a bit of debt, you're worried about interest rates being high, maybe you're worried about where your money's going in 2024, Elevate Wealth, we want to help you set your financial plan for 2024. A goal without a plan is just a wish tubes, and that's what we make sure that we get all our clients to have a plan of attack. So give us a buzz, 62313 Make the appointment now for January, stick to it, and then kick off 2024 with a bang. I love that. A goal without a plan is just a wish. Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth will chat See you next week. Thanks, mate. Have a great week. Your Finance Matters with Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth. Don't just raise your financial expectations. Elevate them at elevatewealth.com.au. Any advice or information provided in our Your Finance Matters segment is of a general nature only and is not taken into account personal objectives, financial situation and needs. Before acting on the advice, you should consider its appropriateness to you having regard to your personal objectives, financial situation and needs. Matthew Hawkins is an authorised representative of Consultum and Australian Financial Services Licensee. Triple M Breakfast.
yesterday, mm-hmm. I got asked to go to an audition for a TV ad with oh, Molly. Cool. With oh, Molly. a little father-daughter acting team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a random I, – I we, we may get it, we may not. Like, okay. I'm not – Sold that we're going to get it, but yeah. it was nice experience. I had to take Molly out of school a little early. Oh, she would have loved that. Well, yeah, the kids at her classroom all know me now because I went in and recorded their voices. Of course, which reminds me, I have to do my homework. <laughs> How special is it though to get out of school? It's just the best feeling when your parents come to get you a little bit early and you get to go do something fun. But not only that, she's like, I'm getting picked up early to go for an audition. Like, what a superstar. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what happened. I picked her up and I took her into town. We went to the audition and it was kind of fun. We just mucked around yeah. and had our photos taken. Basically, that was it. There's no speaking roles or anything. Okay. It's just that's all. But anyway. Well, she's very cute. So if you're basing it off looks, I think she's got it. Yeah, well, the problem is her dad's got this horrible moustache. <laughs> um, so we walked out and I said, okay, because the audition was at... 10 past one. Yeah. We were done by 20 past one. Mm-hmm. I said, do you want to go back to school? And she just looked at me and went, no. No. I said, well, I think you probably could go back to school. She's like, no. I said, what do you want to do then? She just looked at me and went, go shopping. <laughs> done. So I walked into a shop. It's the best day of her life. A menswear <laughs> shop because it wasn't about her. Because I know if I take her into a shop where she wants stuff, I'll have to walk out with something for her. But I walked into a menswear <laughs> shop and... The lady behind the counter goes, good afternoon, tubes. And I looked and I thought, I don't know who this is. Oh, I said, no. hello, how are you? She said, good, thanks. I listen to the radio. I listen to you every morning. So shout out to Tracy. Thanks for listening, Tracy. It was nice to chat with you yesterday afternoon. Very nice. So that's all I'm doing. A shout out to Tracy. Shout out to Tracy and shout out to her menswear store. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I won't say. But we we went. <laughs> I I got Molly back in the car mm. after a hot chocolate, and I said, "Right, back to school." Then, guess what? She said no. Yeah, she didn't go to school. So of course, she didn't. I, I thought she might have, but she didn't. <laughs> she didn't. It's triple M breakfast. Music charity support acts annual fundraiser Oz Music T-shirt day returns tomorrow to celebrate Australian music and raise urgently needed funds for people within the music industry who are in crisis. Music lovers are encouraged to get involved by wearing an Aussie Music T-shirt and making a donation to support ACT. Aussie musician and former lead singer of the 1990s Australian electro-rock band Def FX, Fiona Horn joins us now. Good morning, Fiona. Hey, good morning, Rear and Tubes. How are you? It's great to have your company. Tell us why Aussie Music T-Shirt Day is so important. Well, it's important because music wouldn't happen without the people behind the scenes. I mean, you know, you see all the bands on stage, but what about the people who are putting all that gear together and who are doing the sound and who are making it all happen behind the scenes? Who helps them when they're in crisis? And that's what this charity is all about. It's really, it's a really exciting important charity that keeps our music happening for live audiences who love it. Well, you were a part of the band Def FX in the 90s and you would have seen the highs and lows of being in the music industry. Why is it so important to support those people, not just on the stage but behind the scenes? Well, I'm still in Def FX. It's funny, I know I'm the former lead singer, but we're actually on tour right now with Caligula. Amazing. Another awesome 90s band, Caligula, and we're donating a portion of every ticket sold to Support Act. So we would have loved to have got down Tassie, be my dream. But this is a great example of how life is 
different after the pandemic, after, you know, people are getting back on their feet, people are catching up financially and it's harder. It's harder for everyone. So, but we're in a, you know, much better place than we were, that's for sure. So these charities like Support Acts, Oz Music T-Shirt Day, help rebuild the fabric of the music industry that gets everyone back up on stage and travelling around. It's all the grassroots stuff. Amazing. And I think obviously the pandemic was as bad as it gets, right, Fiona? But yeah. Who are you going to be wearing tomorrow? Have you gone through your T-shirt, your wardrobe? Have you decided oh, yet? Look, I just, I've just decided to be completely shameless because at my age, I can be. I'm in my <laughs> 50s. I'm still rocking. I'm like, stuff it. I'm wearing our own T-shirt. I'm wearing a Def FX Caligula tour T-shirt. Never say never to it because we've still got a couple more shows. We're up in Brisbane and Sydney and over in Perth. So I'm wearing one of our T-shirts. And the most important thing is... When you do wear a T-shirt tomorrow for Oz Music T-shirt Day, you make the donation as well. You know, you raise awareness for the great Australian music that we have. You know, like Jimmy Barnes, Amy Sharkbudger, they're like our main ambassadors, our head ambassadors this year. I'm one of the ambassadors. So wear a great Aussie Music T-shirt and make a donation to Support Act. And you can do that by going to ozmusictshirtday.org. Yeah, in music, every little bit matters, so you do need to show your actor support today. One, by wearing the Oz Music T-Shirt Day T-shirt, of course, and head to ozmusictshirtday.org to get involved. It is so great to chat to Fiona. How's touring just quietly at 50 years old? I love it. I love it because it, I've always said, I, you know, over the years I do a lot of things. I've written books, 17 books now. I'm now a commercial pilot. I got my flight training in like in the last 10 years, and I've worked as a commercial pilot over in the US. I mean, I don't think, especially as a woman, that our lives have used by dates. And it's really important to just feel really inspired and passionate that you can go out there and have your dreams happen and not ever give up on them. And I think that's a really great thing about a charity like this because it really supports the mental health aspect too for people to feel really motivated and good about their lives. And and just keep living. We've only got one and it's important to make the most of it. I absolutely love that, Fiona Horn. That is sensational. Great sage advice for so many people out there listening. Life begins every single day that you wake up. Thank you so, so much true. for joining us, Fiona. It's great to chat. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. You can get involved at ozmusictshirtday.org.au. I need to, before we get to Tassie Trivia, which mm-hmm. is coming up next, valued at $400, Tassie Trivia, I need to give a quick shout-out. I haven't talked about this for a couple of days, but I went to the Highlands Bushfest on the weekend, <laughs> and I'm still coming down from it. If we thought we'd heard the last of it, we absolutely haven't. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Hobart, it was Excellent fun. You had the time of your life. You held a baby goat. You yep. shot a gun. You made sausages. Yep. What else did you do? I watched um, a man make salami. I yeah, watched you watched bloke. wood carving out with a chainsaw. Yeah, the wood chopping was on too. Yeah. Like, it was awesome. Eventful. But I do need to shout out to Blue Sage Patisserie and Christy, who is the business owner there. Uh-huh. Made possibly the best lemon tart I've ever had in my life. Oh, really? Also, this is how small the world is. So, Christy, who owns Blue Sage Patisserie, works with... I legitimately turned up to this little caravan thing. Yeah. Looked in the in the caravan and I was like, Miley Cyrus is here. Oh. <laughs> Eliza, who works with Christy mm-hmm. in the Blue Sage, looks like Miley Cyrus. Really? Like, legit... 
legit looks like Miley Cyrus. I was like, that is Miley You're Cyrus. You're like, Miley Cyrus is a bush vest. So shout out to Christy and Eliza. Now, this is how small the world is. Eliza and Christy work with Tash in their other job at the gingerbread shop on Argyle Street. Oh. Shout out to Katie uh, and the Bernie Bruce band as well. Bernie Bruce was the band that was playing at Highlands. Okay. But shout out to Katie and Tash at the Gingerbread Shop. The Gingerbread Shop used to work next to me at Jono's when I had oh, Jono's sauce. So this is how small Tazzy is. So shout out to Miley Cyrus or Eliza <laughs> and Christy. It was great to meet you and well done on your magnificent, magnificent lemon tart. Had she heard that before? Had people told her before that she looks like Miley? I was the second person that weekend and she'd never heard it before that. Oh, maybe she, she was just, doing something different with her hair. I don't know. She was coming in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. We have a carryover champ called Megan from Risdon Vale. Good morning, Megan. Morning, Juice. Morning, Rhea. How morning. are you feeling, Megan? You were dropping the kids off to daycare a couple of days ago. You took on Jeff, the goat trivia, the best of all time or the greatest of all time. You took 200 bucks off him. You risked it yesterday for 300 bucks. Then you won that, risked it today for 400 bucks. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, all right, that's as easy as it gets. <laughs> She's chill. She's like Jeff. <laughs> I guess that comes, does that attitude come from managing three children? Uh, probably, you some just, days. <laughs> <laughs> just go the, with the flow. Where are the kids today? Um, in the lounge room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're home with me today. Door shut. Trivia. Yep. Mum, mum's got to go and earn. All right. Can you test your buzzer, please, Megan? Megan. Beautiful. Beautiful. Today you will be taking on Ava from Austin's Ferry. Good morning, Ava. Good morning. How are you guys? Wonderful. How are you feeling about possibly winning four hundred dollars cash? Yeah, pretty pretty keen. Okay, keen. What are you up to today, Ava? Uh just going back home to do some work. Um, work from home. Excellent. Um, what, what do you do? That's about it. Uh, just do some um, office administration. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, that's not that's all. That's very much good work. All right, Ava, can you test your buzzer, please? Ava. All right, here we go. Three questions. If you get two correct, you will win $400 because Megan is crazy. Here we go. <laughs> in the best way. In the best possible way, Megan. <laughs> I love it. Question number one. Passengers on a P&O cruise have been redirected to Hobart after being turned away from which country? Megan. Megan. New Zealand. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I like it. Bad luck, Ava. That was a good buzz in, though. Question number two. For 400 bucks, Megan. And possibly to even the score, Ava. How much has the public raised so far for Bonnerong Wildlife Sanctuary's project recap, which will be matched up to a million dollars by the Elsie Cameron Foundation? Is it A, $100,000, B, $350,000? Megan. Ava. $100,000. Megan, would you like to have a guess? B. Correct, Megan. It is $350,000. Ava, you were quick on the buzzer. Unfortunately, got the answer wrong. Bad luck, Ava. That's all right. Congratulations, Megan. Congratulations, Megan. All right. What does that mean? Four hundred dollars cash. Uh, I'll risk it. 
Stop it. You are <laughs> one of the great human beings, Megan. I really love you. The it second is... person ever to make it this far. That is unbelievable, <laughs> Megan. Well, Megan's coming back for 500 bucks tomorrow in Tassie Trivia. I cannot believe it. Megan, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Just so relaxed. So calm. So relaxed. It's 22. Maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the key, Tubes. It's, she's already hung up on us and she's gone. She's gone about her day. She's got stuff to do. Tassie Trivia tomorrow will be worth $500. Huge. Sensational. Triple M Breakfast. Love it when you text on 04881881073. David in Melbourne is walking around Icon Park, which is where the Blues play. And it's also where the grand final is going to be for the AFLW. He sent us some pictures of the 1995 Premiership Cup. <laughs> what a way to get you on. That was interesting, Tubes, because that, that sold out pretty quickly, Icon Park, for the AFLW grand final. But they've made the decision not to move it to a bigger venue, which I thought was interesting. If people are wanting to go see it, why not? Yeah, I guess maybe they, like, to be fair, and I'm not trying to, go into bat for the AFL here because mm. it's something that can be changed and probably should be. They knew it was going to sell out. Yeah. It's the AFLW grand final. It's going to be huge. To not even consider it because Marvel and so, the MCG are both busy that day anyway, but they haven't even considered their other options. Apparently. What are their other options? Well, really? I don't know. Aren't there other places? I don't think... There's more than two other I stadiums. Think, yeah, but that then you move it to the Gabba or you move it to interstate. So... I think the next biggest venue is Icon Park. Yeah. I don't think there's any other stadium. Just seems a shame. Well, they would have planned a lot around that. Anyway, uh, Megan from Risen Vale, who is our trivia carryover champ, risking it for 500 bucks tomorrow, Ludacris, has sent us in a picture of Rocco and Ruby after their haircut yesterday. Oh, gorgeous. I did ask for that, Spaniels. didn't I? Because that's what she said she was spending her day doing, was taking the dogs to get... Groomed. Oh, what cuties. I feel like they didn't take enough off. I feel like they needed a bit more off. No, they've still got to have spaniels. a little a little um, flair to them. Yeah, that's the Spaniels. Steve in Newtown sent us a picture. Hi, Tubes and Rhea. This is just a random photo of a gate five at the airport just because Tubes likes gates. Have a rip a day. You do like gates. No, I said that we can put <laughs> gates on the battery point boardwalk that goes around the front. So people they... could access their private jetties because yeah. you thought maybe they hadn't heard about this amazing revolution called Gates. Trapper from Tunnock <laughs> has sent us a picture of the traffic built up in Bridgewater heading onto the, Tasm- uh, the Bridgewater Bridge. Yes, it's backed right up to the roundabout. At the second the, roundabout. The second roundabout at Clove Hill there. Uh, weaning today, Tube, says Andrew from Green Hill. Uh, that's a photo of all the lambs. So weaning means where they take the baby lambs from their mother and they wean them onto proper food instead of uh, getting the milk from the mother lambs. Thanks, Tubes. I do know what weaning means. <laughs> oh, okay. Just let it, it's, it actually is kind of the same for humans. They also wean. Yes. Yes. And I think... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having a dig. No. Send us a picture of what you're up to, Hobart, 1073 and we'll give you two tickets in the meat tray. It's Triple M Breakfast. Thank you for listening. It was a great show today. Great show. Megan from Risdenvale, I don't, I don't understand what goes through the minds of someone in Tassie Trivia because in my mind, 
If I got to 400 bucks and I'd won 400 bucks, see you later. If I got to 100 bucks, I would be out of there. Yeah. I, I would take the money and run. I'm not risking that. I don't mind the risk. I don't, I don't mind the risk like people doing. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. And I know, I bet you, Megan is in her mind going, well, if I don't get it, somebody else will. Yeah. And I love that. I bet I you that's too. her attitude. I do too. But the thing with Tassie Trivia Tubes is it doesn't matter how good you are at trivia or Tassie. It can go either way. You actually, it it can take zero skill. No, that's exactly (laughs) right. And that's what I love about it. So it's even more risky. Tassie Trivia will be back tomorrow at around 8.30. So be sure to tune in. We'll catch you tomorrow from 6am. Yeah, we're going to talk about the school's triathlon challenge tubes and find out about some changes that are being made to poker in Tassie, which are a bit concerning for social players. Well, yeah, and like I've done this too, so I'm interested to see what the government expects of these social games of poker that happen Mm. all around Hobart. Yeah, absolutely. We'll catch you from 6am, Hobart. Have a good day. Treat yourself. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M.